Hello everyone and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical officer, here with a few announcements to kick things off. As always, we would be grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us and it helps new listeners to find our show. We hope you're as excited about our show as we are, and will also recommend us to your friends, your community, and just about everybody. Exciting news, we're going to PodCon! Well, Kelrick and Kenny are, to be more specific. That's at Cormalon and at Punderdrone on Twitter. The rest of us will be there in spirit. It's in Seattle, Washington on January 19th and 20th, 2019. If you're in the area at the con, come say hi! On this week's episode of Experience Points, the crew tries to come up with a plan. I know, we were shocked too. Eos and Absco think outside the box, while Silverblade and Bra get a little bit closer. Minds will be blown on episode 32, Brawblade, an origin story. Hello everyone. We have a couple of other real quick announcements. First, Happy New Year. We're so excited to continue our stories with you and are honored that you're enjoying them. This episode, we added some music from freemusicarchive.org, and you can find the information for the songs used in the show descriptions. Just trying to add a little bit more every time we every time we work through our, our show. We're just trying to make it better for you, and we really hope that shows. Second, very exciting news. We're releasing two new podcasts this year. Don't worry. Experience Point Starfinder will stay exactly the same, but we will be releasing a Numenera game by Monty Cook Games starting Friday, January 18th. Just the same weekend as PodCon, so super exciting. EQP Cuminera, or Experience Points Cuminera, will have some familiar faces. I, at Cormalon, will be the baby GM doing a homebrew campaign, and our all-queer cast will consist of at Punderdrone, my husband, at Wright Jesser, who you might remember as Sitza from coming on the Experience Point Starfinder show. And we have a new face, at Space Persona. They'll be joining our little tribe starting with this show. We'll be releasing every other week and are discussing the option of Twitch streaming live. At Cuminera, we'll have its own Twitter stream, so check us out. We'll be posting about the initial launch on all of our Experience Point social media, and at Punderdrone is working on the webpage updates right now. Speaking of at Punderdrone, He'll be releasing our third Experience Points podcast called Pun Times. And here he is to tell you more about it. In a small vacation town called Sufra Shores, something disturbing is happening. The locals don't like to talk about the missing tourists. To them, the murky past involving murders and macabre happenings is best left unsaid. The inaugural game of Pun Times is Slasher by Higher Grounds Publishing. My name is Kenny, at Punderdrone on Twitter, and I will be taking on the role of the director of this Slasher game. One player will be the killer, and the rest of the players are taking on the roles of the survivors. Together we will play out the grim story of Sufra Shores, the killer, and their obsession with our players. Join us on our Excorience Points Twitch channel for our Session Zero stream on January 21st at 9pm Eastern, 6pm Pacific. You can follow this new podcast on Twitter 
at Pun Times EQP, and the publisher for Slasher at HG Gaming Studio. The music for this promo is titled Displaced Memories by David Hillowitz and can be found on the Free Music Archive. Greetings, adventure hookers, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite queer Starfinder real play podcast. As always, I am your host and GM Miu, and joining me today is our most magnificently fabulous cast. Hello, I'm Kelric, and I am playing Angus. Hi, I'm Britt, and I am playing Mordax, and sometimes the plucky robot Silverblade. Hi, I'm Kenny, and I play Absco Cash. Hello, I'm Steph, and I play Eos Nabari. And speaking of Eos Nabari, I believe our resident medic has a recap for us. Take it away, doctor. Chief Medical Officer's Log. Well, I finally met Redacted. And if I'm honest, I'm a little underwhelmed. She seemed by Absco and Angus's explanation about the ship and even made a show of noticing Mordax and I. Redacted. We continued to follow breadcrumbs to Avalon and the Church of Abadar. I got to see up close how good of a negotiator Absco is and remind me never to play poker with them. We got some good intel out of it and the religious archive proved fruitful. Angus and Mordax really know their tech. Thank God, because I don't. Now we have to come up with a plan to enter a ruin no one has ever reached. Just another day for the officers of the ASS Roseate. Yay! <laughs> All right. That was amazing, by the way. Thank you. That deserves a slow clap. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay. So, where we last left off, you have done some major negotiations and witnessed the capitalist frenzy that is the Church of Abadar, as well as having received some new information, <laughs> you are putting together a plan to head out to Timeless and try to enter the city that nobody has entered. Scene, interior, the starship, ASS Roseate. Begin. Um, I am sure that Eos is loading up with healing hypos. <laughs> And like making sure her. Yeah. Every spare healing hypo has been. Sorry, every spare healing hypo has been presented to you. And yes, you have a bandolier of them. <laughs> That's amazing. What an image. I mean, after last time, better yeah. to be prepared. Uh, Absco um, gets on comms and. They're totally aware that they could just personally calm people, but they want it known that they're calming. And so they're like, would Aronson please come to the bridge, please? Aronson to the bridge. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mordax down in engineering. Aronson looks up, pinches the bridge of his nose, takes a very deep breath, and marches off to go see Absco. <laughs> Doesn't ask your permission, though. Just does it. <laughs> Absco's calling. Mardex doesn't say anything, but just kind of scrunches up her face a little bit. <laughs> yep. All right. Hey, a few moments later, Absco, you get the uh, the buzz at your door. Oh, hello. Who is it? <laughs> uh, Aronson reporting. Oh, Aronson, there you are. So, um, we're going to be going down to the planet again. Wait, we're already landed, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. We're going to be going out on another expedition, and I need my most trusted person on the bridge. Aronson, do you know who that trusted person is? Uh, 
Zachariah Zebulon? No, I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll let you know if, if, if they prove to be more trustworthy than you. You are my most trustworthy person. What is Aronson species? <laughs> I thought human. Uh, Aronson, Aronson is human. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I feel like Aronson laughing. should be a skittermander. Actually, you know what? No. <laughs> Screw it. Redcon that. Aronson is a skittermander. Amazing. You are my most trusted little skitter pal. Two arms go up in the air and four arms like point at himself like me? Oh, don't be coy. Yes, you. So... I'm going to need nothing but the best, just like you always provide. When we call, I need you to answer. And um, just be prepared for anything, you know. Two hands are taking notes while the other four hands salute you. Notes? Uh, he's like, call, answer, done. <laughs> there's a there's a good skitter. Now, if you have any other engineering oh duties, you may want to try to prioritize leadership over engineering, but do check in with Mordax. They may have other opinions, but do remember, I trust you. <laughs> leadership over engineering. Absco, trust me. There's a good skitter, Mr. Aronson. Now, you run along. He clicks his heels together, turns about, and smartly marches out the door, all six arms pumping. <laughs> he has basically been named third in command, acting captain. No. <laughs> Nothing about acting captain. <laughs> no, no. I, have I just a, said that. Well, aboard the ship. <laughs> he would have, have the helm, second. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember their name, but I remember they're the cat species. I think it starts with a T. Absco just kind of de facto put Aronson in charge of something. <laughs> something. Aronson is definitely in charge of something. Leadership yeah, and, engineering. and engineering. Absco kind of like, you know, just wants someone to call on. <laughs> yes. All right. Absco just wants to call the ship and be like, Aronson, do this for me. <laughs> Angus, we'll call everyone together before we leave the ship. I, I want all of us to meet up in our ready room before we leave. The whole crew? In your ready room? No, just these. These. Oh, oh, just officers <laughs> meeting. Got you. I, I was picturing like at first I'm picturing like everyone you know, like from the Enterprise. You know, they're all in the in, in in engineering, having like some funeral or something. And then you're like in our ready room, and I just instantly transferred all those people to your ready room. And then I'm like, oh whoa, is that what we're doing? Okay. And the story. Sorry, turn. my bad. No. Go ahead. I would like us to have a plan. And I don't know how to create a plan for a situation of getting into a city with protectors that no one has ever been able to get past. They can't sneak. You can't beat them with fighting. Go. I'm looking right at Mordax. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> I am an emotional noir. And sometimes my feelings are hurt. Sometimes your feelings are petty. That too. <laughs> um, well, I have uh, gone through and done all the repairs to Silverblade since the, you know, the arrest. And, um, and he's up to a good working condition now. So, you know, if we get into a scrap, he's all set. And um, that's, 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 that's what I got. Okay. Eos. Well, the if I recall correctly, the last time you ran into any of Eve's operatives, they turned out to be helpful to you. 
So maybe this is a bit of a leap of faith, but if these are Eve's people, perhaps they'll let us buy. Well, it's not a great plan, but we don't know anything about them or their defenses. So it's a little bit tricky to armor up. So here's a question. We've gone through those holy books that we got from the silver kobolds. Mm -hmm. Do they have any record in there of being able to like pray and actually get a response from Eve? Oh, yeah. There's an entire book uh, in their holy books called The Miracles of Eve, where it recounts miracles how Micmac, the deliverer, died and she raised him to life. And yet his raising was imperfect. And then she came later, and this was a test of his faith. She came to him later and turned him into the most beautiful silver-scaled kobold you ever saw. And by by leaving him as a half-elf for a number of years, she tested his faith and then returned him to an even more glorious form. And so that was just through people praying to her that she came and did this? It is said that Micmac's prayers and his faith brought him this miracle, that she came to him and gave him this miracle. There are there are other stories of, of miracles, but that, that one in particular. Are there symbols of Eve in this book? Yes. Yes, there is a holy symbol of Eve, the, the demonstration. It is uh, or an illustration of this silver snowflake. Okay. Mm. So let's, having thought of this, haha, <laughs> I will have had those printed for each of us and hand them out to everyone and say... Yes, that is an excellent idea. I did see these, so let's see if this will help. Maybe. If, maybe. 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 It's 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 a thing that Noir do every once in a while when they get really emotional. They just maybe <laughs> don't know where that came from. <laughs> Got a moose stuck in my throat. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this today. <laughs> I've ha- I've had these made up, so maybe they can get us past these guardians. I honestly don't know. So this is all I can come up with, other than go in and try to fight our way through. Here's the thing. I I know that we've been playing it a little fast and loose in the past, and we're trying to make up for previous folly. We'll just call it that. But um, we don't even have a map. We don't know what we're getting ourselves into in general. So we have to kind of play it by ear a little bit, just by the definition of not being able to plan. I absolutely agree but we should be as prepared as possible. I do not want anyone else to suffer because of the decisions we make. But well, I can't think of anything else. Then all we can do is go forward and see what happens. I'm wondering, with the knowledge that these documents have been copied and provided to us, if I could do like a mysticism or a culture role to see if there's anything additional I could glean off of this. So I can definitely see mysticism, but you're also studying it. So I would say mysticism with a bonus for having the books. Can I help? And uh, Absco has an idea as well. You know, when they brought up maps, they're specifically going to see it. Oh, God, I need the help. Could you help me? (laughs) Yes, let's let's flip it. We'll flip it. Eos helps Angus. Oh, will you? Yeah, no, huh. you're fine. <laughs> Great. Because there's right. the plus two to that, too. Yeah, so if that gives it a 24. 
Lest it be said that I am an evil GM, <laughs> know that I will allow you to do this, that uh, Eos ends up being more more help to Angus than Angus is to Eos. Which happens. Now, Absco, you were saying something about maps. Yeah, um, so sometimes in holy books there are depictions of their holy cities or, you know, specific sites that are important in, in you know, their holy origins. Absco knows nothing of this. They only know of the bazaars of Abadar. Okay. But yeah, they're, okay. they're hoping that maybe in some other holy books, especially this one, there might be some maps of Timeless. It strikes you to look through these holy books that were left for you by the silver-scaled kobolds that you met. You do find an entire story in there of this battle that took place between the synthetic entity of 18 and Evelyn Eveningtide. It is said that uh, a, a great conflict took place in Timeless, and that after Eve prevailed, she set guardians about the place, protecting the foundry and ensuring that 18 will never get the key. Is there anything? And there is oh. a map showing, well, there's an illustration showing a building that seems to be at the center of a city. And yet, the city is half in ruins. Alright, so, um, is there anything in the book about how to show that you are a follower of Eve? Like, any particular rituals or, or greetings or anything like that? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like, in the in the Bible, you know, it says, you will know my followers by bleh. Or something that shows that we're not corrupted by the 18 entity to let us pass? So, if we okay. could... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm still genuinely um, concerned about Silverblade. So it, mm -hmm. it is said that her followers uh, traditionally prefer silvers and the, the blues of ice. Uh, there, There's talk of, of different robes that different people would wear. Uh, they talk about the, the mark of Eve, which is uh, this, this condition that causes silver scales to appear on your body. And that, that is a mark of favor. Uh, the holy symbol of Eve, it, like any other religion, the holy symbol is, is often a signifier, like wearing it proudly. Absco. It, are you telling all of this as you're going through? Yeah, of course. I, I, I thought that you would, you would have this information, actually, since you were the one doing the check. Okay. Absco. Everyone all together gleans this information. Great. <laughs> Absco, with your abilities, can you make yourself have this mark of Eve? Um, I mean, I can make my skin, make itself appear however I really want it to. Uh, it really helps with camouflage. For, for a moment, they kind of allow their, their, their skin to kind of do what it does naturally. And there, you see that they're only in their shorts with their utility belt and their um, uniform just kind of whisks away into their, you know, their flesh. This is all for show. This is all for everyone else to be comfortable. That could come in really handy. You should be prepared to pull that out if we need it. Well, we also, if George feels up to it now that he's recovered, maybe he can make a couple of robes, especially one to throw over Silverblade. My understanding is that he's still in weeks-long recovery. Is that Same. He is. He's in rehab. Yeah. He's had some pretty extensive burns. Yeah. Okay. Do we, do we have anyone else from the tailor's unit of the ship? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I guess I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm. I'm a little confused as to why uh, we need to cover Silverblade up because I mean he is silver, so you know silver and silver and silver might be a good thing, maybe. My concern is that if her protection is to stop 18, it could potentially be designed to stop any type of AI. I mean, I may be blind when we once we walk in, mm-hmm. for all I know. And after what happened, I believe, and she does intentionally pause to kind of make eye contact with Absco and Angus, and whatever she sees there, she, reaffirms what she's about to say and continues um, that we none of us want anything to happen to Silverblade. And since this is very in-flux situation, one of our first concerns is ensuring that these Guardians do not target Silverblade and attempt to destroy him. Well, how about this? Eve gifted us with Bra. What if we were to bring a little bit of Bra along? What do you think, Bra? Want a field trip? Suddenly, all of the lights in the room begin blinking and flashing. Does Bra get to go on a trip? Yay! I think we could probably make it so that you could kind of, like, ride Silverblade. (gasps) (laughs) Bra, close your ears for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That may not be the best idea if you want Silverblade to remain Silverblade. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, if you want a symbiotic entity in... Silverblade. I mean, not forever. Well, that will be up to Bra if if we ch- choose to let them ride together. It may not be a bad thing. It could be a really nice marriage. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. We could ask. Well, I, I mean, Silverblade is yours. Uh, it's it's honestly and up Silverblade to you. Silverblade is his own self. Angus well, sits uh, back and just watches all this happening and is actually feeling pretty pleased because would never have even considered or thought of Bra coming along. And I'm like, this is why we have this conversation, because I would never have gotten here. Look at the captain captaining. Just feeling good about it. Not (laughs) not being smug, but just relieved and just like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Angus pops his feet up on the desk. (laughs) So, hey, uh, uh, Bra? Bra's ears are closed. Bra's ears are closed. Uh, Absco, I think you need to be the one to tell him to open his ears back up. Bra, little bra, you can open your ears now, buddy. Bra's ears are closed. Bra's ears are closed. Bra cannot hear you. (laughs) Eos, can you go out to a panel outside the room and let Bra know that they can come back in? Eos, you open up a panel, and there is all the wiring that is just covered in this thick, ropey, white fungus that you know to be bra. Bra? Are you going to you listen to me? You can hear quietly singing through the wires. My bra's ears are closed. Bra's ears are closed. <laughs> she will reach in, probably against her better judgment, and... Oh, God, I hate saying this at all. <laughs> Touch bra. I, I want to clarify, are, are you saying you are going to stroke the furry wall? No, I mean, I think honestly what she's saying is that she's copping a feel on a bra. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> you seem to have startled bra as the thick ropey fungus just flies everywhere out into the hallway, just flinging out and over the intercom all through the ship. You just hear. 
Ow. And then you hear, Woo, you scared me. Weren't listening. <laughs> uh, Bra's ears were closed. Yes, Bra, and I was trying. And Asco and Mordax were all trying to tell you you could come back into listening in the room now. Hard to hear when my ears are closed. I understand. That's why I accidentally had to startle you. Accidentally had to. Bro likes this. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, it's not like, yeah, it's not like she expected that big of a response. There's there's that little telltale thing at the bottom. Bra will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also have been thinking like off and on over, you know, when she hasn't been working with George, they've probably still been doing experiments and whatnot. So it's not the first time she's had to touch the fuzz that is bra. <laughs> God, I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> All right, bra is now listening. Eos is going back into the room. Hey, All right. uh, so bra. Yeah. So I was wondering if uh, if you did come with us and um you did do the thing where you hitched a ride on Silverblade. I just kind of wanted to make sure that you know you'd give Silverblade back afterwards. Bra doesn't understand. Uh. Mordex just looks at Absco like, how do you explain this? Bra, do you... Are you still on the Zephyr? Uh, no. So, when you came from the Zephyr to the Roseate, we're talking like that, leaving Silverblade to come <gasps> back to the Roseate. You want to chase done. me down to, sing, to a single point and then rip me out and stuff me in another one? No, no, just part of you. Just a little bit. We're, we're just Bra is confused, but Bra has learned trust. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, no, Bruh. hold on, hold on, bra. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not trying to. We thought that this might be fun for for you, but if it's not fun, yes. if it's if it's mean, then we shouldn't do it. No, no, no. Bra, bra wants to be with Silverblade. Okay. And and then does bra want to give Silverblade back? Leave Silverblade when when we're done. No, but bra has learned trust. I no. think a side project might be to make bra his own drone. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Evelyn's <laughs> eyes just lit up. This is the moment that Steph comes into her own. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is definitely a Steph Mordax or an Eos Mordax project. <laughs> that is amazing. Everyone's eyes literally lit up as soon as she said that. They were like, never dawned on us. All right, here's the plan then. That? Then, bra. All right, so we're gonna take you out on this little field trip, and it's gonna be great. And we're gonna figure out how it goes. And then, when we're done, we're gonna build you a new thing to take field trips on, and it's gonna be great. I get my own silver blade. Yes, but you can't be called silver blade because silver blade is unique and special, and he's the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. I am bra blade. We call him BB for short. <laughs> I approve. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, oh as you take, as, as you access one of the panels and, and open up Silverblade, and you watch the thick fungus reach in and then sever itself. And then after a few moments, Silverblade sort of sits up, moves around, flexes, and you just hear, I am Blade. Hear me roar. And then this big old lion roar. All right, I hope this all works. <laughs> not your programming, right, Mordax? No, that's definitely bra. I don't cool. think Silverblade would talk if you guys were all in the room. Silverblade only talks to me. 
<laughs> when no one's around. Oh, no. poor Mordax. <laughs> no, there are situations where Silver is not my imaginary friend. <laughs> that's that's not more next saying that. Well, the, the question is, how does Silverblade feel about Bra? How does Silverblade react to Bra? Because I do know Silverblade was never asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh! Well, you said speed it up, and so I was like, uh, I, I assume um, Mordax would get consent uh, of her own Silverblade to yes, yes, fill him with I, fungus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would have taken him aside. Angus will stand up. It seems like everything's as ready as it's going to be. And so it seems. There's Do we like, have any blue and silver? <laughs> like clothing. Everything I own is pink. I ah, think that you all have cerulean trimmed jumpsuits. That is true. I am just not willing to go out dressed like that. <laughs> <laughs> With 18, obviously a little suspicious and surveilling us. I am just not willing to, I, I want to maintain the fiction as long as possible that we are just doing whatever we can to get the information and the adventure hook for 18. I want yeah, there's, to lie as convincingly as possible. There's like this really poorly covered up like Starfinder logo on the side of the ship, you know, it's kind of peeling <laughs> off. <laughs> You've just pasted over it with like, you know, Fred's delivery service. Uh, Absco says, I think we can come up with some of the holy symbols that we can take out with us that we can at least wear as patches or something. I already handed out the holy symbols earlier in the conversation. He had them them 3D printed and handed them out to you. Yeah, so we have the Space age polymer holy symbols. Exactly. I think where is Retius we're going to be. Let's get a move on. There's There's no point in hesitating. Agreed. And so you leave the hustle and bustle of the mechanical city of striving and you begin tracking across the wasteland in the direction of timeless under the hot abalonian sun bake just nothing but bare ground all around you is a long trek and so you are hot and tired by the time the sun begins to get low on the horizon and you see up ahead the unmistakable ruins of an ancient city now question yes would there be the opportunity when we're st- about a half hour out for Eos to cast Aguary to see yes. if this plan of them wearing the holy symbols will and having bra will get them in the city? All right. So just as say, just as the city appears on the horizon, you feel that you are within half an hour of your destination. You utilize, you stop and utilize your augury spell. Uh, let's see. So you begin. What does it, it look like for you to cast this augury? It takes intense concentration and personal focus to cast this spell. So I'm not sure how we're transporting there, if we're like riding something or if we're walking. I'm hoping we're riding something so that she can just ask everyone if they... I'm Because I'm assuming there's probably been idle chatter. Give her a moment because she's going to attempt something she doesn't very often and she needs complete focus to do so so it really just looks like she's sitting there meditating just being very quiet you may see little wisps of fire but with all the heat it could also just be the heat coming off her armor you're not really sure okay so you get like a like a heat haze going around you okay not helping the already hot Velaka. So, what <laughs> question do you ask of Saren Ray? will wearing the holy symbols and bringing bra with us allow us into timeless 
All right. Receive the wheel response. It seems as though this will bring you probably good results overall. Worth the resolve point. So um, you, after you're finished, you, you, you are filled with a certainty. All right, here's what you're filled with. You are filled with the certainty that wearing the holy symbols will turn out good for you. While bringing Bra along in Silverblade, or as now calls himself Bra Blade, um, will present its own unique set of challenges, and it is quite uncertain as to exactly how that will turn out. It could go either way. Okay. <laughs> so is this something you bother to share with us, or do you think that'll just stress us out more and keep it to yourself? <laughs> what would Eos do? Well, Eos is going to shake herself out of it. Yes, a little dog shake. And sorry, I don't often converse with Saren Ray in that manner, but I thought, given the risk, it was worth asking. Um, we definitely made the right decision in wearing her holy symbol but I'm still not sure if having Bra with us will work in our favor against us. It's still unclear, but it couldn't hurt to ask. Oh, I feel like that scene in um, Death Becomes Her when, what's her face? Um, Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is like, and now a warning. (laughs) 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 Ah. Does Absco say something to that effect? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> to be All right. fair, the spell only works a half hour in advance. No, that's great. A- any information so. is good information. So well done. I took that spell. I was going to freaking use it. Let's keep oh, moving yeah. forward. 100%. See, see what happens yeah. when we meet up with the first of these defenders. I am curious what they yes. not take you long. Before, as, as you get close to the city outskirts, you're probably about 15 minutes away, when there is a great whoosh, and looking around, you see a creature, long, thin, with wings of solarian fire, lands in front of you, and as though it is his pet, there is a, a wyvern-looking creature, but eyeballs all in its wings and claws and all over its body. And this winged creature with this giant long arm gun stands there before you and looks at each and every one of you and says, Entrance into the holy city is foreboden. Turn back, lest you face the consequences of powers beyond your reckoning. I'll pull up the holy symbol of Eve and say, We are on a mission for Eve related to the adventure hook and need admittance to the city. As you show your holy symbol of Eve, the beautiful uh, being, (laughs) this eyeballed creature, not you, seems to sort of lunge at you, (laughs) Ah! but but hold back Ah! as the long lean creature with the fiery wings looks at you. He looks at this holy symbol, steps aside, says, Enter, then, if you can. I'm pretty sure we're able. We just want to make sure that you're giving us admittance. (laughs) I just start walking to see what happens, because that's tacit permission. (laughs) The the winged-eyed creature hisses at you as you walk by, as though it really wants to eat you, but it doesn't make a move. 
And this creature with the wings of fire watches you. A perception check? Go ahead. Roll a perception check. That'll be a 20, not natural. With a 20, you happen to be looking back at the moment that both creatures pop, vanish out of existence. Oh. Those wings were beautiful. And just keep, then I keep looking around to see if there's anything like a, a shield or something that will incinerate us as we move forward. Or it's Eve, maybe freeze us to death. Who knows? Anyone want to do a mysticism check here? I can help. Yes. Sorry. Um. I rolled a 15 for my help, so you get plus two. Ooh. To a 28. A 30 mysticism. You can feel as you begin to approach the invisible barrier that domes over the city. And in fact, your eyes begin to, as you begin to tune into the, the, the frequency, begin to see this field take shape. Yes, a dome, a perfect dome over the city. Now that you've picked up on these other creatures' uh, wavelengths, you can see them circling in the air, probably about two dozen of them, along with all of the, each one of them having one of these winged beasts with them. They must use a lot of visine. <laughs> it is hot, dry, and dusty out here, so that's probably a good observation. All right, so if we look at this dome, what mm -hmm. spell would we use to get an idea of how it's made and how to bypass it? Well, is it well, clear you have that we are You have determined that this is... Sorry, that you have determined with your mysticism role, this is of a divine energy origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I'll give you that with your roll because you rolled a 30. So I'll use that mysticism to identify the bubble as well. As you look at it, you predict that anything, any technology moving through this will be rendered inactive. Hmm. Any, any mechanical tech or, or electronic tech, especially. So Eos will be blind. Probably. Yes. Okay. Fun times. There is a lot of those creatures and a force field. And just like we suspected, I'm pretty sure anything tech will be inactive once it passes through. When you say inactive, do you mean if we turn it off before going through, we can do something to get it working again once we're through the shield? Or do you mean it's done? Or, I see you shaking your head, let me ask a third question. Is it only inactive within the bounds of the shield? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, you are correct. Uh, it would function in a similar fu uh, fashion to an anti-magic field, would function with magic. This does it with technology, specifically uh, electronics. Specifically so electronics. Does that include blasters? Energy weapons? Yeah. Poop. Yeah. Just within. There is the a pop behind you as, once again, one of those creatures shows up and just stands there, arms crossed, just watching. I think the question here is. It sounds to me like what we're saying is Silverblade will go into stasis while we're in this bubble. But would Bra still be able to control the body since they are not, since they are organic? And that's the, that's the question we have to think about. Mordax, it does sound like Silverblade will be okay, just inactive while we're in there. Yeah, I mean, I think, I assume that was sort of why Absco suggested that, you know, Bra take over. I, I am nervous that we won't be able to shoot guns, though. That's um, I don't have a backup. Yeah, all I have is this survival knife. Um, so if we do get scrappy, there'll be a problem. 
I mean, yeah, I've got a little up. dagger too, but... Fair. I think Opsco will be using their dragon breath a lot more than they're used to. Good thing I have my tactical baton. <laughs> Whips out her nightstick. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe not with that guy standing so close. <laughs> or not close, but watching them. Just to not... Continuing the non-threatening. I, There's uh, about no, three or four of them gathered up now. I don't think I have watching you electronic on me other than the links to the computer and the ship. It just means comms will be down, basically anything like that. What about the hypo needles? Will those be broken? Like if we need the healing serums, will the the part that makes those work be broken or will those consider Knowledge engineering. That's a 10. Can I assist? Sure. I don't have much, but... Dang. Nice. (laughs) Okay. That was a lot. of 20 there. Consider that some... As the two of you discuss that, you come to the conclusion that you should be able to use the emergency manual function awesome. on the hypo spray, but that will take it from, because a hypo spray is normally a standard round to apply or standard action. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will change it to a full round action to apply. Fair. Okay. As you have to activate the emergency manual controls, which means popping it open, hitting a switch, and then depressing a plunger, as opposed to just jamming it into somebody. I don't see where we have any choice. I'll go through first and then send... Silver blade through, and we'll see what happens. I pull out the needler pistol, and I hand it over to Mordax, and say, "This is, you know, what I have." And I think there are six syringes with it. Is it analog? Yep. Okay. I will try to walk through the barrier. All right, you step through. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't think you your zero pistol is the only thing you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, your zero pistol kind of fizzles. Okay. I pull the pistol out. As you turn back and look, there are now a half dozen of these uh, winged creatures and their pets I just standing, out. watching. Okay. I pull out the pistol and I just show it to everyone that it's dead and put it right back in my pocket or in its holster so that you all know this is what happens. Yep. Rah, tried to come through this. this Mordex is like biting her fingernails. Just Rah rolls forward and enters the barrier. And just as Bra gets all the way in, it looks like Silver Blake completely shorts out, just jerks and sputters and sparks, and then powers down before with a creaking, grinding. <laughs> it seems Bra is moving Gimp manually anyway. Okay. Everyone outside the bubble, you hear shuffling behind you as these creatures seem to be somewhat agitated. What do as, I see since I'm looking? Uh, you you see they're they're all kind of just their wings are, are seem to be flaring and they're all jumping around and a couple of them kind of reach, you know, kind of take their guns and hold them a little closer to them while the other creatures with the eyeballs are flapping their, their wings and cawing out, screeching as Bra pushes and forces Silverblade forward. All right. Everyone, just very calmly walk through the barrier. Mordax will walk through. She looks Mordax, your entire rig just... Mm -hmm. Like, you actually hear the power down. Yeah, everything. Just armor upgrades, everything. I'm all tech. Yeah. You're you're tapping your, your, like, thing that you usually hit to make your shield come up and nothing. Nothing. Nada. 
Eos kind of takes a deep breath, and if she could turn off her implants on her own, she would. Instead, what I think happens is she steps through, and they short out. It is not a fun moment for her, because that's No, a you get a splitting headache. Not like fun. something, someone just drove an ice pick through your skull. You'll definitely see her flinch. Okay. And not a little. That, so her lips might curl back for a second because pain, and her ears go flat, and then when it goes away, she kind of relaxes. Absco crosses through the barrier um, and says, Eos, let me know how I can help, if you need me. I should be able to follow all of you through scent, but kindly let me know if there's a wall. Absolutely. And that's just me trying to defuse the situation. I'm sure that hearing, like her mm-hmm. hearing isn't enhanced, just her sense of smell, unfortunately. So she will be a little dependent on all of you to let her know since she doesn't have a cane or anything of that nature to kind of ping off of objects. So From inside the barrier, you look out and you see these winged creatures. They seem to be quite agitated that this this drone continues to move, albeit much more slowly than before, but does continue to move. But they don't seem to make any attempt at you. You turn back around and you look at the city that you are now in. You see a number of structures in varying states of disrepair radiating out from a large central spire. Welcome, Timeless. And that is all the time we have for today. And so for experience points, I'm Miu. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at MiuPlaysGames. I'm Kelric, and you can find me at EQPoints and at Cormalon. Great story today, Miu. I loved this. This So good. Good. And I am Brit, and Mordax feels probably the most naked she's ever felt. Um, even, you know, with being naked. Um, <laughs> and I can be found at Atomic Firebird. I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. I'm Steph, and you can find me on Twitter at Luna Starwind. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.